welcome to the JSM podcast. We desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. We are on our next, I think, I think our, our editor said that we were like well into our seventies on our episodes. So I'm so excited. That's um, great. I know. So hopefully you can hear us well today because we're recording without our usual contraption. And so we're, we are winging it today. Um, and doing things a little different. Um, but I'm Joanne, I'm here with Cassandra, and today we're continuing our series on Christianese, um, but today we're gonna talk about spiritual warfare. Um, it's, I think it, it, it falls in that category because, you know, for some people, everything's a demon, and for other people, um, there are no demons. There's nothing is. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. no. laughs> we yes. shouldn't be afraid of anything. Um, and so I think um, sometimes I often, I actually do get asked a lot as a counselor, um, what's what, you know, because um, people will ask me, do I think that everything has something demonic behind it? How much is trauma? How much is this? Um, and I tell people, I say, everything's kind of all of the above. Um, and, and let me explain. I say the enemy's behind every bit of destruction in our life, every seed of it. Um, and I think the horrible things that happen to people, um, I think it's, you know, his plot and plan. At, um, but then at the same time, um, the body over time, like a person who's been through things that are really difficult, the body over time begins to shift and so then you have the physical part of it and then you have the mind um the things that you've been trained to believe based on things that you've gone through and things that you've experienced and of course the enemy is going to play off of that um and, and then you have people that i believe have really um partnered is more of the word i prefer um with the things that the enemy has in their life. And so we're talking about those that go out and do horrible things to people, um, which is like evil motives, um, behind like what they're doing. Like, I mean, first thing that comes to mind, you know, serial killers, like those that I believe have really given themselves over to some like deep, dark, yes. um, things. And all of us, I think would clearly be like, yeah, there's probably something quote unquote demonic, and then also you have the heart of man that's chosen to be sometimes hard over time and has closed himself off. I guess what I would say is to love and connection. Um, but then also at the end of the day, all of those people, most of those people who end up on that path have grown up in very horrible circumstances. And so they weren't born into sometimes a space where there was any light or um, an understanding the effects that trauma has on a person and beliefs and the words that are spoken. Um, the extreme example I give people, but when people want to begin to understand, like, how does a person like that end up the way they do? I'm like, watch the movie, The Joker. Um, and it's a very real, I think, depiction to some degree of what leads somebody down a road um, that they find themselves doing these things. Cause I, I joke with people, I go, when you watch the Joker, the newer one, I said, by the end, you feel like he should go kill everybody <laughs> like because of everything that's happened to him. Because in his reality, in his space, that was a very real truth and response. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying 
that that that's okay. But you begin to understand when a person is raised in a space where they spend their lives fighting, all they know to do is fight. And and when they've been so detached from love and care and the things that are necessary that God designed for us to thrive and grow and have life, then we find ourselves in the space of just total detachment and darkness. So in saying all of that, it's twofold. Yes, there is a demonic influence over so many things, but then there's also man's free will. There's a process of what gets shift physically and mentally in the process. And so when people come into my office, it's not that it's not simple. It's it's looking at the whole entire picture of what a person's walked through and how much um, subconscious response has been shaped and working on core beliefs. And, and so there's so much to it. So now we go back to spiritual warfare. Sometimes I feel like everybody blames the enemy too much. And then sometimes I feel like they don't blame them enough. Like, um, I don't feel like it's always that simple. I feel like cases are so complex and so intricate and there's so many different aspects to things that a person goes through um, and the things that they're experiencing and the things that they're walking through. And so I feel like we're too quick to judge different things in our lives and other people's lives and to say things about them and to say things about ourselves. And, you know, because I find some people, they blame the enemy and I'm like, nah, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> like I look at them, I'm <laughs> like, open that door. yeah, I'm like, uh, you're creating this yourself. And so, so it's like, so what is, what is warfare? What's not? And I think it's important for us to assess and realize that we have a lot more power than we realize, but then at the same time, the process of change and working through things isn't always that simple because sometimes you're changing the roots and the core and scripture talks about the sanctification process. You're changing the core of who a person is and moving them into a different space, a new reality, something that's very different. And so that whole process takes time. And, and we've talked about that a lot as we've done this series of like walking through, you know, the different verses and talking about that, that there is a process that people go through and there is a journey that people experience in moving into new spaces and learning new things and, and new things happening. And so I think as a whole, I don't think we're patient enough with the people in our lives and the people around us. And especially in the church, we expect everybody to almost show up in perfection, or we have those that err on the side of grace so much so that there's never any change. I want to give you a chance to say something. <laughs> no, that's, I, I agree completely um, with what you just said. Well, with everything, <laughs> but uh, yes, sometimes we expect people to come in just perfect and healed and, uh, <laughs> and we are ready to, put them in a ministry position as soon as they come in. The yeah. And they're not, they're really not equipped or ready for it. Um, that's interesting. Cause I've, I've had discussions with a few people lately about, um, you know, we think as soon as somebody's accepted Jesus, like they've almost like arrived into perfection. Now don't get me wrong. Like there's power that comes from that, but it is the only, the beginning of a process Yes. That person that, that somebody starts on. And if we don't deal with the root things and we don't deal with the core and we don't deal with the wounds and we don't deal with the things, you see a lot of these people 
that are rushed to positions they shouldn't be in that are taken down. And this is where the spiritual warfare part does come in because the enemy knows, he knows, he always does. He knows where the unhealed, the wounded, all of those areas. Cause that's where I'm like, yeah, it was a part of the design that created it. You know, like he knows exactly when to pull on those things. And then you see these people fall from positions. Everybody just stands back and covers their mouth and whispers their judgment instead of being grieved or reaching out to this person who's probably really wounded and unhealed. And then now it's just fallen from a a spot that they felt they're supposed to be in because everybody told them, you know, and they didn't have the capacity to hold the position that they're in. Um, and it, to me, it's sad. It grieves my heart. Every time I see a headline or another person or another thing, you know, another famous person or this or that. And I'm just grieved because I'm like, that just tells me there was a lot of areas that, um, that at their core, they weren't ready for, they didn't have the capacity for yet. And, um, and as long as we have unhealed areas, they're open door access for, um, for our lives to get overtaken by these things over time for the enemy to use and whisper into our ears, pull us off in different directions. Um, and to me, it's just sad. It's, it's really sad to watch. And if people aren't ready for those positions, then they can unintentionally hurt a lot of people along the way. Yes. Um, even if they aren't some of these that we see who, who have been removed from positions or have, you know, newspaper articles written about them, just being, I don't know, a Sunday school teacher who Mm -hmm. is teaching incorrectly can affect so many people Mm -hmm. and even another generation, you know, if that person ends up teaching their children the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have, we have enough um, miscommunication in the church and we have enough miscommunication amongst the faith. Faith, we don't need to make it worse. <laughs> well, and it blows me away to how many people teach out of their unhealthy space. Like, yes. it's interesting because, like, as a counselor, like we just use attachment theory for example. Um, there's different types of what we call attachment styles. It's how a person connects in relationship with other people. And it's interesting because as you study this theory and then you start to look at it through the lens of looking at, let's say, different teachers or pastors and how they interpret scripture and do different things, I can identify, honestly, a lot of people's attachment styles by their teaching. I'm like, oh, you're avoidant. You're this, you're that. <laughs> um because you see it all because it's how they're connecting with other people. That's how they connect with God. And then that's how they often teach about how we should connect with God or, and through that lens. And it's very interesting. And then as also, you know, working with trauma and I I look at people in ministry and I just see different things. And so now we go back to, okay, so spiritual warfare. Well, obviously the enemy really in reality knows God's perfect design more than anybody. And, And it is his goal to bring destruction and to destroy, you know, love and connection and for us to experience that and to live in this fullness of being near and close with the Lord. Like he desires to, um, to tear that apart. And so there's, so any way within the church that he can deceive people and create any type of distance between us and the Lord, he is a hundred percent the author behind it and goes after it. I, I guarantee you in that moment in the garden, which is sad, the moment when the eight of the fruit 
and they felt the need to hide from the Lord in that second. I'm sure the enemy reminded them constantly of that moment um, with the desire to drive man and woman further and further and further away from the Lord. And, and we look in the garden, there was this fullness of life and full, complete, whole connection between them and God and living in the fullness of that and moving sadly so far away from that, which is just actually just totally, it's grieving like to think about. Um, And so I'm sure there was, I can't even imagine really, like when I think about going back to the garden, like how it must've felt in that moment to be outside of this deep intimate connection that they had with the Lord. Um, because that was probably the strongest connection to God that has been on earth, except yeah. for Jesus himself. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what warfare is really about. It's about destroying our connection and our closeness with God and, and to prevent people from experiencing that, from being close to him and from being in connection with him and living in that intimate space of just nearness um, with God and closeness with him. And so it, it's just like, it's so sad because I just keep that like, because I think about the amount of people, you know, that I see in life or that I get the opportunity to work with and have never experienced like real closeness with somebody else or felt unconditional love or have felt um, all of these things and, and live outside of that. And I think about the church and the body of Christ was supposed to be a place to experience that and to experience that closeness and to be moved back into connection with other people and connection with the Lord. And that there is such a real battle that ensues against that. So now I want to take this like a step further. <laughs> so I feel like this is like setting the stage. Um, on to like the next level. So now I think about the things that God has called me to and the level of warfare that I go through and that the ministry experiences because our heart behind this whole entire ministry is for us to live in full, healthy connection with God. So when you think about it, if there's any type of movement that is wanting to restore connection and to teach people about living in the fullness of their relationship with God. Well, what do you think is going to happen? The enemy is going to go after that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Big time. Um, in several different ways from several <laughs> different perspectives. All the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And now we go into, so what's warfare? And it's like, in this space, so using personal examples, I mean, for me, like stepping into new spaces all the time, I have the enemy constantly being like, you can't do that. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get there. You're not going to move into that. Like just this constant bombardment with just like negativity and discouragement and trying to tear apart and trying to divide relationships around me and, and trying to do all sorts of things as I'm moving forward into the space that I feel God has called and created for this ministry to move into so that we can help 
heal and, and just be that vessel in the avenue in which to heal people and to remind them and to teach them and to restore them back into living in a full, healthy relationship with the Lord. Because we have many Christians out there, because much of my heart behind the ministry is the church. We have so many Christians out there that know God's word, but they don't know, know him. And they think they know him. Um, yes. I can't tell you how many people I've met who think they know God. And now we go back to attachment styles. I look at them and I'm like, no, you don't. You don't know like you think you do. You don't have this secure, strong, healthy attachment with God. You have proximity to him, but you think you're close to him because you've never experienced deep closeness between you and another person. You don't know how to have this openness. You know, that's why I love our study in Psalms because David set such an amazing example of just this open, honest, real moment by moment connection that yes. he's having with the Lord and that he's experiencing because a lot of us don't understand what it's like to open up and to connect or many of us do open up, but we've never had it returned back to us, been in a space where we've opened up and then had somebody return give a return in connection back to us. And that's something that God desires. He, he wants us to open up in just a full honesty and closeness with him and then learn how to hear his voice so we can receive his words back in return to us. And so now we go back into the warfare that I experienced. Of course, the enemy is going to go against every relationship in my life because I'm all about connection. He's going to go against my mind because if he can discourage me enough, then I won't move forward. Um, if he can divide the world around me, then I'll be too busy trying to put it back together. And and so these are all the things that are important that I know for me, I have to stand in protection over all the time in my life, protecting the relationships that are close to me, protecting my mind and heart, protecting the space that I'm in. And so I'm sure a person's like, how do you do that? I'm like, I worship a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I spend a lot of, and I don't ignore the small things that are trying to pull me away from the space of living in peace and connection with God. I'm protective of that. I don't, um, those that are close to me know that I will stop what I'm doing and I will spend time in prayer and worship. I will end in prayer and worship. I will start in prayer and worship. Like I, I don't like being in a place that is filled with discouragement and lies and, um, and struggle. And I strive to be in a space where I'm in close connection with God. And so it requires like a constant hedge of protection around my mind and my heart and around the space of the ministry, those that are involved, um, of protecting this whole entire space and keeping it safe and, um, and life-giving. Um, and all of that is a full-time job all on its own. And I already have a full-time job. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely is. It, it's a lot. I want to give you a chance to say something. But yes, and it's important. Um, you had mentioned hearing from God and we've had a podcast on that before. Um, but it is important to be able to hear that voice, to hear that word and to accept it, um, to be in connection enough so that you can, because even when you're not 
trying to be in connection with the enemy, you'll hear his voice. Yeah. <laughs> he's always trying to yes, be around. He's, he's all he's always like, in your yeah, ear. Yeah, he's like that person that's always all up in everybody's business. Trying all to stir the pot. Yeah, stir the pot. Mm -hmm. Did you see that over there? Did you think that over there? Mm -hmm. You're not this great person, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He's like, he's running on all sides, whispering. Yeah. I bet she's talking about you. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you? Boo, boo, boo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's constant. Um, it's so interesting um, because I know it's funny because right now I would think people would be like, oh, resist the devil and he will flee. I'm like, not when you're stepping into spaces that you feel God's called you to. Do you think he's just going to run the second I like, yeah, he might give me a five minute break, but there's, there's like a constant as you're moving into spaces that God's called you to, you're moving into. And that's where it's really important. Um, for the foundation to be established. And now we go back to our people in ministry. I'm thankful that God took me through years of healing my own stuff and working through my own process, or I would not be able to withstand, I think, the level of warfare I find myself in at times if my core wasn't healed, or I would just get pulled off track left and right following, you know, these these things about unhealed areas or my trauma or things like that. I would just be, I would just be running around in circles all the time laying on the ground in discouragement. Like, but because I'm thankful for the the journey that God took me down is we work through a lot of healing. We work through a lot of those things. We work through, and I have to stay in protection over the spaces of my life. I have to stay in protection over those areas of my life. And they're not areas that are sitting there as raw, open wounds. They're areas that are healed. Now, don't get me wrong. The enemy will try every day long, all day long, to try and poke at every single one of them just to make sure everything is healed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but that being in a space, but then it's interesting because he also tries to create new wounds. So I have new areas, you know, and so I it's staying in a perpetual state of healing and not allowing wounds to fester. And I'm not talking about ignoring them. I'm talking about processing them and letting God's word um, speak over them and grieving well at different times if disappointments and struggles and living in honesty with the Lord and the people around me to stay in a spot where I'm protecting my space, where it maintains a place of healing and holiness um, of, of being near to him. And, and so I think a lot of times people think like I don't walk through hard seasons. I don't journey through hard things, but I tell people, I say, no, I just cry really well and get it out. <laughs> yeah. Start processing. Yeah. Because I know that anything can take root. Yeah. But, and, and you said, it's a lot of this processing is done because you are drawing near to God, which is the other part of the verse that you quoted about resist the devil and he will mm -hmm. flee. Uh, first, it says to draw near to God. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's where we get our ability to resist. Yeah. And that's where we get our ability um, to fight from the, the connection that we have. And, and you mentioned God's word and prayer and, Mm -hmm. and processing and we can process with the lord you know yeah. we can sit and cry with the lord um we and as far as the christianese part you know we i don't know if it's because it's um not taught or because it's over taught but yeah. sometimes we just take it very very lightly yeah. Um, you read a, a book recently where someone said, 
um, it's not like you're in an army. Oh, it's not like you're in a war. You are in a war. Yes. And we're taught that it's like a war. And the reality is we are in a war. It's not like a war. It is a war. Yes. Um, and I always think about that when I'm thinking strategically, you know, about um, how I want to set up my life so the enemy doesn't get interest in pro- entrance and protecting my spaces and the things that... Um, that, you know, that I'm going through and the things that are happening in my life. And, um, and I know that it's a real war. I was actually telling you earlier, I said, the movies I find the most encouraging are the war movies. Cause I'm like, cause I'm like, it's the only thing that describes often, I think what I experience in life and the level of warfare that I find myself walking through at times as I'm moving forward into new spaces right now. And, when you look at movies about those that conquered lands or, you know, look at scripture when God had them go out and fight and take and, and you don't find a lot of people living in that real space of following God to that, to that level of where they're going out and really going after and following and pursuing, um, fully what, what God has, um, for them. And so, there's not a lot of people I can talk to, but I watch war movies and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, it's the guy like rises up one of the things we just watched recently, you know, and he's just like, and he goes after it. I'm like, that's my hero. You know, I'm just like, (laughs) yes, it's about not quitting. And I, and I find so much encouragement, um, in watching those things. And those are the things that really pour into me. So I've, um, but we got to close up for today, but I just want to pray, um, over those, who find themselves in a spot that they're they're just pursuing the Lord and it feels like it's hurdle after hurdle after hurdle and discouragement after discouragement. And I just right now I just declare strength over you. I just I just ask the Lord to come and invade your space that you would just be filled with encouragement, just even hearing this, that you would be able to decipher in your life what needs to heal. You would be able to decipher what's warfare. You'd be able to hear God's voice clearly, that you would be able to just continue to step out into the things that God has called you to, and that you would not be bound by the discouragement that the enemy wants to just pour over you and try and convince you of, but that you would have the courage Father, I just pray right now that you would just give them the courage to continue to just go forward and to seek you into the spaces that you've called them to. And Lord, we just thank you for your nearness. We thank you for your faithfulness, that you care about your children so much and that you are close to us and that all of the details in our lives matter so much to you. And we just praise you. and We just thank you in your son's name. Amen. Okay. Well, hopefully this sounds well. We'll find out later. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us this week. Um, We um, can always check out the website, joannasnow.com. Remember, connection makes us stronger. Um, If you want to give financially, go to the website. If you have a prior request as well, you can fill that out on the website. So we hope you all have an amazing week and we'll see you next time.